Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 180 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. If you're brand new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds. We're about picking up the pieces when things come crumbling down and helping you charge forward to the life and the goals that you want to achieve. So if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me on Facebook, like and share. And if you're brand new and don't know who the hell I am, let me introduce myself. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. And that's me. All right, so for today's Teachable Moment, I'm actually going to share a quick story. All right, because I actually just got back from a drive to, where the hell did I go? To New Jersey. And so we'll take it to Wednesday evening. I get noticed that one of my sisters had a mild heart attack and that she was in the hospital. So now, mind you, I am a solopreneur. So like most everything I do, I do on my own. And so I'm thinking I got the gym to run. I have coaching calls. I have my podcast to do. I'm a guest on other, other person's, another person's podcast. And I'm like, but that's also my sister. And, that's, and this is the sister that has my, my kidney already. You know? So it's like her body's been through a lot. And so, you know, I, I shifted some things around, got the, the gym covered, and I headed down to New Jersey. So now herein lies the problem. I have, I'm helping three people write pitches so that they can pitch their, their startups to investors that I have my podcast, which is the one I'm doing right now. And then I was a guest on someone's podcast yesterday. So one thing I constantly preach on this show is, Get started, and then the universe clears you a path, right? I preach that all the time. And so what happened is a total illustration of that. I'm like, how am I going to make all of this happen? Like, is the Wi-Fi going to be strong enough in the hospital? Like, am I going to have to do this sitting in my car? There were rumors that it was going to snow. And just like all of these negative possibilities. Like, like, you know what? I'm getting in the car, and I'm going. And so I go. So I get down to see my sister. And I knew she had to have a procedure to see if she had any blockages in her arteries. And so we didn't know what time it was. And I'm watching the clock. It's like, because my first appointment was at 1045 in the morning. And then they came in at like 1010 and they took her, they took her back to prep prep for surgery. We're like, oh, okay. So what's happening now? And we're like, roughly how long is this going to be? They're like, about three hours. So I'm doing the math. (laughs) The, the amount of time she's in surgery covers the time that I have to be at my appointments. 
so I was able to do all of my appointments and not miss a minute with her. You know, so just by getting in, getting started, the universe clears a path. And then every so I got to spend time with her, do my appointments and get back home in time to do this episode. You know, so that is the epitome of shut up and grind. All right. So that's today's teachable moment. So now today we're going to talk about finding your passion. We're going to talk about the importance of keeping yourself healthy and ways that you can, I mean, steps that you can take to keep keep yourself healthy, even if you're busy. Like, because I just shared a story now where excuses could have just reigned supreme. I could have canceled all of my appointments and just played the woe is me card, but I didn't. Right. When you're committed to something, you make things happen. So we're going to talk in this episode about committing to yourself. Right. So helping me have this conversation. She has always been an active individual participating in cross country, been mixed martial arts and is an active weightlifter. So during her undergraduate years, she worked in the greater Milwaukee area as a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She is, I think you're like my third person from Wisconsin in the last three weeks. But anyways, at the YMCA and at Nine Round. This is where she developed a great appreciation for the science of the human body and all of its capabilities. However, once she worked as a chiropractic assistant, she truly found her purpose of chiropractic. So let's get into the story. Bring on Dr. Katie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be here. Of course. Right. So are you originally from Wisconsin? I am. So I'm originally a Wisconsin girl, born and raised Southeast Wisconsin, um, outside Greater Milwaukee. Nice. Sorry, I just had to do a quick shout out. Jennifer, I see you. Just wanted to say hi and acknowledge that I see that you're here. All right, she, she's one of my one of my friends and former trainers. Just sort of <laughs> pop in. <laughs> so, so I went to Wisconsin one time. I actually went to Chicago for something and in my quest to visit all 50 states. I was like, you know, Wisconsin's not that far. So I drove up, you know, because one of, one of my bucket list items was, this is, I don't want to call it minor ones, but I wanted to put my feet in the water in uh, Lake, Lake Michigan. You know, mm-hmm. so, I was, so I was able to cross that one off of my list. So uh, what's the favorite thing you like about Wisconsin? Oh, goodness. I think, um, I would say personally, like the Southeast Wisconsin area is a nice area to just raise a family. It's, you have the best of both worlds. You can have the city life with Milwaukee. So um, where I particularly grew up, 20 minutes, one direction, I can have city life. So you could have the music, the festivals, Summerfest is a big thing in Milwaukee. Um, you know, the largest music festival in the world that's taking place. So you can still have that city life. But you go 20 minutes the other direction, you can have the country life. So you have the boating, the hunting, um, the more quiet side of life. So that's that that particular pocket allows you to have both areas. Love it. See, so I'm here in Rhode Island, you know, and mm-hmm. our state's this big. So we get all of that, too, like top to bottom of the state is 44 miles. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so same thing. We can have the beach. We can go, you know, 20 minutes north. And like, like we don't have mountains in, in Rhode Island, but we have some areas that are very hilly. So like they're mm-hmm. mountainous. So we can have that same thing. You go a little bit to the west. It's like way more country out there. So that's one benefit of living here. I just don't like this time of year because I hate the cold. <laughs> I feel you. Because I'm, I'm now living in Iowa, in Ames, Iowa. So I, I, okay. I mean, always a Midwest girl, but yes. <laughs> so what brought you to Iowa? Oh my goodness, uh, just a huge chain of events, really. So 
long story short is I, you know, met my, met my, my husband and we were both in an associate position and, you know, it just came to that point where like, you know what? Um, we came to a choice and I said, oh, and we said, okay, well, we're going to leave. And we decided to just pick up shop and leave. And he's originally from Iowa. So okay. we decided to come back to his hometown. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into uh, the details of all that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So how would you, how would you describe your childhood? Hmm. I would definitely. So it's interesting because my father, I'm a first generation war refugee and my okay. father is actually from He's from Thailand. He's a, so he is, um, came over during the start of the Vietnam War. And growing up, I never realized that my father had PTSD until I was much older. So I think one of my areas and specialties is actually working with individuals who've experienced trauma in their life. Actually, me seeing that firsthand and going through my own healing journey these past couple of years and bridging that with chiropractic and family and pediatrics. So it's like this all blended nicely um, with what I was working with. But so I would say growing up, that was the biggest thing is, you know, couldn't quite figure out what was going on with his mental, emotional, spiritual health. And really, my journey has led me to that point currently now. Um, so that's how I would describe it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a similar path, my father was also in Vietnam and mm-hmm. also had PTSD. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like we kind of thought so, but, but he just would not talk about Vietnam at all. I remember I had to do a report in school on it. So I was like, who better to talk to than someone who's been there? Right. And he shut that right down. Like he did not want to, want to discuss it. And it was just we had a family reunion this one day. We're all in the pool. You know, he's a couple couple Captain Morgan drinks in, and he just started opening up. <laughs> and all of us were like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, I definitely definitely feel that part. And then like we lost him a couple year, years ago, and even towards mm-hmm. the very end. And working with with the VA and stuff like he opened up even more and like he just shared some things that I would have been okay never knowing, but mm. you know it's like you just never know what people are dealing with on the inside. So I feel uh, that mm-hmm. absolutely you never do know what people are dealing on the inside. And the thing is, what happens inside, it's going to manifest itself outside. Um, so a lot of signs and symptoms people are experiencing. Part of my passion of being a chiropractor is like what's good. Let's get to the root cause. Let's let's really figure out what's what's going on. Um, and, you know, and kind of what brought me to the profession. Yeah. And that's kind of in really any facet of life, because even when I'm working with my fitness clients or whether I'm working with my coaching clients, it's kind of the same process, you know? So it's like, all right, you, you know, you feel you want to lose 30 pounds. How come, you know, how did you get to this point? What other things have, have you tried? Like, like this information that I need before we, we can move forward. And mm-hmm. then same thing with, with my coaching clients, like working with, um, the three ladies yesterday writing their their pitches and you know it's like you have to i told them you have to insert your personality into your pitch and you do that by telling your personal story mm-hmm. it's like you you have to get deep into what you went through like for example one one of the women like she i'm going through her her pitch with her i'm taking my notes i'm giving her feedback mm-hmm. and so we're on the third take now and she tells me she's a stroke survivor I, I said, why did it take 20 minutes for that to come out? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, that's something major. I said, that should be the backbone of your pitch because that's why you started what you started, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like just identifying that 
that root cause and the root desire because mm-hmm. the two the two go hand in hand mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. before we get into the heart of what you do how would you describe yourself oh my goodness oh, wait, so- wait hold on before you answer before you answer because some, sometimes when i ask this question people give me their resume right it's like like i don't i don't want the work version of you like mm. i want i want you how do you describe you I would say actually it's all encompassing in my last name. So you asked me what my last name means before we started. And I didn't know what it meant until my father one day wrote me a letter. And in the letter, he translated the last name as a million smiles and sunshine. And I knew I'm like, yep, that's it. That's where it is. That's what it's at. And so I think the biggest thing for me is I am a vibrant person. Um, I've seen the harder ends of life as I know many people uh, have. And again, going through my own healing journey is when I figured out what my name meant, I was like, yeah, it makes absolute sense. It's my name. It's in my blood. So definitely million smiles and sunshine. That's how I would describe myself. Love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of some people that they're like, oh, I'm a leader and, and I love helping people. And I, that's, and I said, so those are, those are qualities, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. how would you describe yourself? Like, who are you at your core? And I love that answer. That's that's spot on, spot on. All right. So, what was your first idea for a career when you were younger? Like, what did you see yourself doing? <laughs> oh my goodness! So, as a child, I really didn't have too many ideals as a career. I actually started in modeling and acting in the Greater Milwaukee area. Nice. Um, yes, and it was so. That's what I did. I was you know, worked in a modeling agency, teaching modeling and acting classes. I also did a lot of cold calls. Um, so that's my experiencing with marketing and doing that. And I've learned so many great skills going through modeling and acting. It was a great part-time pain hobby when I was an undergrad, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. And growing up, I lived a lot with my grandmother, my aunt, both of them were just very sickly people, especially my grandmother. And I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be something different. This doesn't seem right. And that's really when I started to, you know, dig into fitness and physical activity. And so I went to UW-Milwaukee to get my kinesiology degree towards physical therapy. And I was like, yep, I'm going to be a physical therapist. I'm going to help people. Uh, Because what happened with my grandmother is that she ended up with a double knee replacement. Yes. And she ended up in a nursing home and she had great physical therapists and she came out of that nursing home. And I remember sitting with her and having this conversation. I was like, Grandma, do you know how most people come out of a nursing home? One way and you came out alive. So I thought that was just phenomenal and a miracle in itself. I was like, yeah, I'm going to help people. I'm going to go into physical therapy. And I'm you know, I shadowed many physical therapists, all of them, which were great. And they were wonderful providers, very compassionate, very caring. It's what I actually saw in the system itself, in the hospital system and in the medical system that was disheartening. It's, I heard a lot of the same stories from individuals. It was, I'm only here to try this because my doctor said so. Um, I'm only here for six weeks before I go to pain meds or before I go to medications. And no one was really empowered to take charge of their health and to take charge of their life and I was like, this is not fitting right with me. It didn't sit right with me. Yeah. And so I actually was working at that time as a chiropractic assistant in an office. And I saw 
it was a night and day difference. The, you know, individuals, practice members wanted to be there. They made a relationship with the chiropractor. They were happy to be there. They were getting the health results that they deserved. And I was like, okay, this is, this is more of what I'm looking for. And so one day the chiropractor, he pulled me aside and he said, Katie, have, and he knew about my difficulty with physical therapy. And he said, have you ever thought of chiropractic? He'd be wonderful for our profession. And like that was, it was instantaneous. I knew there are, you know, you have those moments in your life where you have clear, certain clarity of like, yes, this is what I'm meant and born to do. And that was that I knew instantaneously. Um, it's like light poured in, angels are singing. And I was like, that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And haven't looked back since, um, went to chiropractic school. And I knew again, like when I was walking down the halls of that school, um, Palmer College of Chiropractic is where I went, but I knew like, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. Love it. The best part part of that was how your face lit up when you were telling <laughs> it. It's like, because again, I mentioned that on the show all the time too. It's like, you know, when someone hits their passion because their aura changes, yeah. it really does. It absolutely changes. Like, again, going back to yesterday when I was talking to um, the ladies about, about storytelling, all of them were like, oh my God, they're like, I love your energy as you describe what you do because it's helping people have that moment like you had, mm-hmm. you know, and just telling someone, do you know what's possible? Mm-hmm. You know, like people don't understand how much power is in that word, in those words. Like I, I've helped, I think it was 18 of my clients of my fitness clients go on to become trainers just mm-hmm. from saying, have you ever considered being a coach? And mm-hmm. they're like, you think I could do it? And I was like, well, I wouldn't suggest it if I didn't think you could do it. <laughs> you know, so, but the question is, do you think you could do it? Like, is that something mm-hmm. you would want to do? And then it just gets the wheels turning. And then, you know, so, for some of them, they immediately jumped on. For others, it took a couple months. But they came back and said, Rob, what's the next steps? You know, it's like, what what can I do to make this happen? You know, a couple, couple have gone on to, like, one of them was managing a, a burn boot camp, I want to say. One was partnering with another local g- gym over here. Because, like, I I... I love to empower people to go, you know, like where most people like they want to keep all their best employees, but I don't believe in clipping people's wings. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, listen, I can hire somebody fresh out of PT school who, who can come here and teach class. I like you, you have the gift. I was like, and you need, you need to go and run with those gifts, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was great that the guy said that to you, you know, cause sometimes we, we only know what we know. You know, so it's like I, I decided to drop out of college because I just couldn't learn with 600 other people in class with me. It, ju- it just didn't work for me. But then, you know, you get told if you don't have a college degree, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to be, you know, flipping bur- burgers and pumping gas. And now I mentor people with <laughs> with masters and PhDs. Like I helped someone with a master's in marketing build a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like it just help helping people remove the blinders to see what's possible. Yeah. And so now, now getting from what I'm getting from you is is that what fuels your passion in this industry? As people come in with one thing and you help them see something else, just take me through through your thought process with that. It's really coming in. Um, people having a mind shift is what I'll say is um, a paradigm shift, really, of 
you know, they're, they're brought up in this world and in the model where we're always, dis we're diseased, sick and dying, which is, it's not true. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe, so my Christian faith is very important to me that I firmly believe that God gave us all this inherent ability to heal ourselves that is within our body. And it's actually something we're taught within chiropractic. Now, yeah. by all means, chiropractic is not religious, but uh, I would say, you know, healing itself is spiritual. Yes. And um, so we're all given this uh, innate ability to heal ourselves. So whether we know it or not, our bodies love us so much that it's going to subconsciously move towards healing. Um, so if you find yourself in a certain place in time and you're like, why am I here? Listen to that little voice because it's telling you this is what we need right now. This is what we need need to do and this is what we need to look at so you know if you're walking through certain doors of maybe like a clinic or a health institute or you know looking at mental or emotional health uh, or physical health you're like okay this is where my body's subconsciously taking me so I'm going to listen to it um, because your body's always going to move towards healing and so as a chiropractor, we were taught, again, that this body, your body has the innate ability to heal itself, and it flows from above and down into you from an inside outside. So that's where health comes from, is from within to the outside. And really, my focus and passion is also on the nervous system. So, um, and I'll talk about how I got into pediatrics and pregnancy and then more into trauma, but really, you know focus on, okay, it's the nervous system that runs everything, brain and spinal yeah. cord. You know, it's what, it's what tells you to how to breathe, how to move, how you process emotions and thoughts. Everything is controlled by your nervous system. And in order for your nervous system to communicate, to control you properly, it has to be able to communicate. And that's what I'm going to focus on chiropractically is, okay, is your nervous system communicating properly to you in the first place? And if not, why is it not communicating? And what we call those miscommunications is going to call them interferences. Mm -hmm. And my role as a chiropractor is, okay, make sure, let's get your nervous system communicating properly so your body can do what it's designed and supposed to do, which is heal itself. I'm not the healer. Yes. You are. Your body is. God is. God is the one who's created that ability in you. I am just simply removing the blockages and standing back and let the rest take over. That's, yes. that's what I do. Love it. So I wanted to share quickly. So I had I had a bad knee injury in 2009. And it was like the first time I ever I ever had surgery, like my my knee, my kneecap fully separated from from the patella tendon, like it was a bad injury. And I remember going through rehab. So the first I can't remember if it, it was a week or two, the doctor was like, no, don't put any pressure on it whatsoever. I was like, okay, okay. And so and as I tell the story, I'm not telling people to not listen to your doctor. I'm just sharing my experience. And so I, I did exactly what he said. I had a walker. I had crutches. I was 34 years old with a walker. It was kind of, uh, you know, demasculating. But anyway, and so I go to my first checkup and he's like, all right, you can start to put pressure on it now. And I was like, okay. So like, I'm with the crutches, like that doesn't feel so bad. And I dropped one crutch. I dropped the other crutch and I walked out of there. And I was like, I, 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 I feel like I could have done that a few weeks ago. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, I get it. Like the body takes time to heal, but now I've had six surgeries since. <laughs> so I know a couple, couple on the knees, had elbow, shoulder. And I mentioned the, uh, the kidney donation earlier. And so with all of those, I found my own thresholds, you know? So like when I had my shoulder surgery, they're like completely immobile for six weeks. Mm. And I was like, okay, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a test of waters. And so like, I would just move a little 
see where the threshold was, and then I stayed below the threshold. You know, mm-hmm. so I, like I made sure I, sure I didn't go into a place that was going to cause further damage. And then with that one, I go to my first checkup, and she's testing my range of motion. And I'm like, keep going. And I'm like, keep going, sister. I'm like, keep going. And she's like, oh, my God, you have full range? I said, yeah, because I didn't listen to you this time. <laughs> you know, so I found, found my own. So, and, and I don't just share that just to go back to what you were saying, that the healing is within you. Yes. You know, so how, how many times is, is it, and like, and I'm asking seriously, that do you think it's because people get it in their own heads that this is what I'm stuck with? Oh, a lot. A lot of the time. It's, it's <laughs> kind of what we're brought up with. So when we think about our conscious thoughts and our subconscious thoughts, you know, is 70% of our thoughts are nearly subconscious. And um, if you ever listen to Bruce Limpton's work, The Biology of Belief, he does a great explanation in that um, another resource I recommend is Journey to Wholeness, which is a podcast as well, uh, where really we talk about the power of thoughts and emotional health and tie that into scripture. So like Mm. the neuroscience tied in with with scripture. Uh, But really it's, you know, you can think yourself well, or you can think yourself sick. And which, which, uh, which, you know, which part would you rather be in? And unfortunately, we have grown up in um, a world where we're told, again, we're diseased, sick, and dying. Um, where, okay, we have something going on, so we need to go get a pill. Or we have something going on, so let's just jump to surgeries. And it's, no, no, your body knows exactly what it's doing. It's very smart. And the reason why it's doing these things is actually because of survival. So your your body and your brain love you so much that it's going to do everything it can just to keep you from surviving or to keep you surviving. So how do we move from surviving to thriving? That's really the next steps I'm going to be looking at because, you know, first step is, okay, is your house on fire? Yes, your house is on fire. Okay, we're, we're going to call the fire department and then we're going to, we have to put out the fire. But now everything is wet in your house and, you know, damp from, you know, you might have to call your insurance person, but all of your walls are destroyed and everything. And that's the next part is, okay, how do we rebuild your house and rebuild your health? Love it. So sticking sticking with the uh, with the conscious thoughts, because even as a, as a trainer, I mean, you're a tra- trainer also, so I'm sure you've seen this in your in your days. Is that people can talk themselves strong, or they can talk themselves weak? You know, so Absolutely. case in point, I set up an obstacle circuit the other day because you know we're into like the Spartan races and the Tough Mudders and all them. Mm-hmm. So I set up an obstacle circuit, and I had a carry station, and one of my gals comes over and, and she's like, "That's too heavy." I said, you didn't even attempt to pick it up off the floor. <laughs> I was like, you just looked at it and defeated yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said, at least try. If you feel anything abnormal, then don't pick it all the way up. You know, because like, mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I said, but at the same token, you can't mentally defeat yourself either. And mm-hmm. so she, she walks over, you know, she gets into this, she stands up. She's like, oh, it's not that bad. I was like, see, <laughs> you know, and, and but you looked at it and it completely went to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's like people fear injury. And and again, like I know it's a slippery slope, especially on a professional level. But like I tell people when they train with me, it's like we're going to tempt fate here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like in doing obstacle races and like endurance, endurance sports, you kind of are temp- tempting fate. But I was like, why worry about the negative outcome? I mm-hmm. said, worry about completing the task. You know, then heaven forbid an injury happens, we'll address it when it happens. But let's focus on finishing the task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, know? but you can choose how, whether you respond or whether you react. And yes, yes. those are, those are two big words that come to my mind is, well, I'm going to 
choose to respond rather than react. And um, there are three things we look at chiropractically is, you know, what can affect the function of our nervous system? Because I talked about how your nervous system, it's important for controlling all of you. Again, also controlling your thoughts and your emotions and, you know, the way you breathe, the way you move, the way you think. And there are, there are several things that, you know, impact the function of our nervous system. One being traumas. And I'm going to talk about Mm -hmm. physical traumas. So, you know, everyone thinks of the classic sport accidents, car accidents, um, but there are also birth trauma, which a lot of people don't always talk about, whether if that's hands-on, hands-off, in a hospital, at home, um, OB, midwife, regardless, is that there is the studies have shown there's usually some sort of birth trauma that happens to both mom and baby, um, especially baby, just because of the sheer amount of pressures and forces that are necessary for baby to be born. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, really why I start you know, looking at pediatrics is, okay, how can we ensure this individual from day one to keep them growing happy and healthy it's easier to keep someone healthy than to make someone healthy Um, so i want to make sure that this person's nervous system that it's functioning from day one so that they can grow up to be the best version of themselves and without any of those interferences Um, and again so we're thinking about traumas and then we also think about toxins and so you know what sort of things are we putting into our body what sort of foods are we eating are we eating clean organic or are we you know are we going to fast food three times a week um what are we putting on our skin so you know ladies what kind of beauty products are we using yeah i, I totally get it i i've done that too where you're like that's a I got this favorite red lipstick and it's like, I understand it's not organic, uh, but you know, what are we putting on our bodies and then thoughts. So that's also something we consider in chiropractic, you know, chiropractic land is um, the toxins, thoughts and traumas, but the thoughts, you know, are we thinking happy, positive thoughts? Are we explaining, are we seeing our world as happy and vibrant or are we seeing our, our world as, you know, as poor, as dark, as dangerous? And so how is our body registering registering those thoughts because that does again impact the way our nervous system functions which in turn impacts our overall health and well-being yeah that goes back to the saying that perception is reality mm-hmm. you know it's like, it's like mm-hmm. one of the big things especially with females that want to lose weight again in my travels not lumping all females in the same box but just a lot of females look for flaws you know it's like mm-hmm. they don't like you can find a guy with the biggest beer gut but he'll still be in the mirror like, look at that. <laughs> you know, whereas you can have a woman who's already a size four and, and then she's like, but but look at, do you see this? <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. and so it's what, what, one of the big things I, I work with people on is speaking positively about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, what do you like about yourself? It's mm-hmm. like, it's very easy to sit there and pick yourself apart. But what do you mm-hmm. like about, do you like your eyes? Do you like your lips? Do you like your cheekbones? Like, you know, do you like your smile? Just mm-hmm. something and just reinforce the things that you like about yourself. Because it, it puts it puts your mind into that positive shift. And when, mm-hmm. you're, when you're in that positive mindset, you tend to make more positive decisions. You know, because like if you're beating yourself up and you say, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Oh, whatever. Give me a bag of chips. I'm going to watch a movie. You know, so it's like like the actions follow, follow the thoughts. But one thing I want to ask you, because I've had several, several doctors on the show and like no, no one has been able to give me a definitive answer. And, and I might just be just, you know, off in left field. I don't know. But the correlation with stress eating how how is that correlated to infancy? 
Because there are some parents that every time the baby cries, they shove a Bible in their mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, on that. So actually, it's a it's um it's a field of study of science called epigenetics, and you remember they did the human research on our genes, and they found you know kind of shocking research of like actually what our genes entail and tell us. And there have been studies showing that what actually happens to baby while baby's still in utero impacts the effect of those genes. So basically, it's you know is it nature versus nurture, and so what's happening to mom during her pregnancy is going to impact that baby, um, their nervous system health, and Mm -hmm. basically make up the rest of their lives. Um, I'm sure you might have heard of this where people talk about family curses or generational curses. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of fitting in with with epigenetics is if um, I have a mom during her pregnancy, and she is stressed during her pregnancy, for whatever reason, she's stressed there, she's producing stress hormones, which then are going to impact baby. And when baby is born, I actually see this with infants who are more in a high stress state. So babies that are crying and fussing a lot, um, there's different kinds of cries that an infant might have, they might have what's called a needs cry. Um, you know, so like they're trying to process something or some sort of emotion or something that also went through them as well. Um, but really, it's, you know, we think default is, oh, baby's hungry. Um, they've also done an interesting study where this where there were individuals that uh, these women were pregnant during times of famine. And during the, that time is that impacted baby. And so when baby was born, actually, their body was programmed to hang on to fat more and to process, you know, digestive um, or their digestive system basically just, I don't want to say function differently, but their body was already primed and programmed to hang on to nutrients more, to hang on and store fat away because they in utero grew up in or were formed basically in a high stress state of famine. And so that's something to consider in mom's pregnancy is, okay, the impact of her pregnancy on baby's on baby's nervous system. You know, um, studies have shown too that mothers, if they're happier during their pregnancy, if they're positive about their pregnancy, if this was a pregnancy that was wanted, um, if they have supportive partners, like that baby when they're born tend to be happier, um, not as stressed, and don't cry as much. Again, versus the moms who with a pregnancy where they're maybe their partners aren't as supportive, maybe they are alone. Um, you know, maybe they are in a stressed situation, those babies have a different outcome. So I would say it's definitely um, epigenetics. If you want to Google and get science I would say the epigenetics um, and the influence of the mom's environment on her, you know, on baby's birth. That's a great, great answer. I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm going have to have to have you back and we can do an entire <laughs> episode just on that. Seriously. Just on epigenetics. Just too. on that, yes, mm-hmm, yeah, because mm-hmm. I think it plays a huge role. Like I've trained well, well over a hundred pre- pregnant women in my in my day, and I find the ones that were active as long as they could be, because I know mm-hmm. sometimes there's medical issues and they have to stop early. But the ones that made it all the way to nine months have super active children. Yes, you know, super yes. active, and then the ones that really didn't. You know, their kids are more gamers, you know, and not yeah. really about that movement. Like, because I can see it when they come mm-hmm. into the gym now, mm-hmm. you know, like like the ones who are super active, the kids are all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. or, or like, mm-hmm. you know, they want little weights and they work out beside them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you were talking, I was like, ah, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, wrote, I wrote that down too. epigenetics. I haven't epigenetics. Heard that. Yeah. Yep. I haven't heard that term before. 
Mm -hmm. um, so really, this is coming back actually to Bruce Limpton's uh, work when he talks about in biology of belief of what happens in our environment impacts our cells and actually impacts the DNA of our cells. And so the, again, that's kind of relating back to epigenetics is what the mother environmentally, what she experiences and goes through impacts her cells, which in turn also impacts baby cells. So it's almost in a sense, like you're kind of wiring your children for an active lifestyle if you're going to be active during your pregnancy. Um, so that's, you know, when you put your mind around that, you're like, okay, so there's, you know, not only thinking of your health, but let's think of the generations to come and what kind of legacy am I leaving for my children? Love that. This is a good good idea for my next panel, or one of one of one of my next panels. Because, like I said, I've had I've had se several people on who are who are in that scope. I mean, no one's bro broken it down quite like you just did, but I think we could really do an entire episode on that topic. I'm pretty pretty fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. But we we must move on. All right. So you're working in this physical therapy place. So so take me through because you had expectations going in, but then the reality was, was different. So take me through that. And then when you and your husband decided to go off on your own. Well, as I said, um, so I started as a chiropractic, a um, chiropractic assistant and then knew, you know, OK, I'm going into chiropractic. And I really learned about pediatrics and pregnancy while I was in chiropractic school. I had a classmate say to me, you know, she said, pediatrics is the purest form of chiropractic you can get. And I was like, what do you mean? Tell me more. <laughs> and so I really dove into pediatrics and pregnancy and had I have great mentors in the field. Um, but you know how when you get to a point of like, I'm ready for the next thing, yes. but you're too afraid to do it. And so God's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do it for you. And so that, that's what God yep. decided to do is we were, you know, basically God's like, we're going to answer your prayers. And, um, you know, God's always a gentleman. So he's never going to push you. He's going to open up the doors for you. And he opened the door for us and we're like, okay, well, this is, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to take it nice yeah so similar similar to mine i was managing restaurants and i started dabbling in fit, fitness on the side and then you know my fitness income was mad was close to matching my management income with way less hours and way less stress way less headaches mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. but but again but it's like but i get vacation time and i get insurance and you know you start thinking of it as like i have kids to think of yep. and then one day just blindsided got fired from my management job just totally blindsided like i never ever lost my job before i didn't do anything wrong it was this this was in two, 2009 during the recession so mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. I made a lot more than my assistant manager did. So they cut me and promoted her. And, mm -hmm. I, and at, at first I was pissed, you know, yeah. nobody wants to lose the job. But I was mm -hmm. pissed. But then I was like, you know, thank you. Shook his hand and said, thank you. I said, like, now I don't have to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. but, to, but to just say I made the leap myself is not true. No, that, that door was opened, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but I, just, mm -hmm. I had the courage enough to walk through. It was definitely scary. It was very scary. Mm -hmm. But. I still walk through it and do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, go ahead with yours. As I say, no one's no. Who told us it wasn't going to be scary? You know, like yeah. it, it's it's going to be regardless of what you do. Any sort of leap or faith, 
or yes. step of you know step of faith you take like that and um my husband and i we have like a little bit of an inside joke between us because we both went through a program called journey to wholeness so i'm giving a shout mm -hmm. out there um to journey mm -hmm. to wholeness so if people are really looking for like the impact of their emotional health and mental health and want to make big changes i would definitely check out there um because it also talks about again nervous system and nervous system function there so it can get sciency um but our inside joke is, you know, our, if what we do, is it trauma fueled or is it spirit led? And so sometimes the things we do are let, you know, are fueled by traumatic events from our past hurts, from, you know, whatever may be going on. And that's trauma fuel. And that can get us to a certain point. And it, it's really it's, it's good. You know, it's powerful fuel and it can yes. be motivating, but it's kind of junk fuel. It's like, OK, what kind of again, what kind of foods are we putting into our body? You're only going to get so far if you put the wrong kind of gas in your gas yes. tank. And so rather, you know, is it spirit led is, you know, we're being compelled and called by God. For some people, it's a higher power. I'm going to say I'm going to give credit where credit is due and I'm gonna say God. So are we being compelled and following his will to do this? And that's really what it came down to at that point is this is being spirit led. And so we said, OK, here we go. All right, so go go a little deeper into the conversation between yourself and your husband when all this was going down, because because I'm sure it wasn't that cut and dry. Um, kind of actually a little bit was. It was more <laughs> of like he was coming in and I was telling him of what was going on, and it just I had the realization of okay, I think I think I'm getting there. Like looking at my, my past life and what I was at and really diving deep and seeking wise counsel. And I just knew I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting there. And, um, you know, I was giving myself a timeline and everything and God's like, Nope, we're going to make this happen now. So it was like that, that's pretty now? much. Yeah. How about, <laughs> how about now was pretty much that, that choice and decision. So, um, we didn't have too much discussion then it really in that point. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, like I always tell tell people, you know, all you have is now because there were there were opportunities that I had in the past that I didn't take mm -hmm. for various reasons. You know, you say, oh well, as I'm too busy, or now's not the right time, or I have I have little kids, and you know, there's always some nonsense excuse. But it's like you know, wh whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in your own self, like whatever you believe in, there's something bigger than just you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always say. Like, like I was telling my story in the very beginning, said if you just start, you can see the doors as they open. You know, mm -hmm. But, but too, too many times we get buried into our busyness that then when the opportunity presents itself, people aren't ready to receive it. Right. You know? So it's not like the opportunities aren't there. You're just so blinded by all the what ifs. You yes. know, well, what if this doesn't work? What if we lose money? What if I can't pay the mortgage? And I'll say, what if it works? Yeah. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So, all right. So now you leave that, you got to start starting your own thing. Take me through the next steps. So our next steps is, as I said, we're in, we're in Ames, Iowa right now is to be starting our own clinic, our own chiropractic nice. office, um, family and pediatric space, and then eventually do our own consulting as well. So really my husband's specialty is movement and breath work. So if you have questions in regards to movement and how our mindset is important for proper movement, that's his realm, that's his domain um, and breath work for him as well. So really our next steps right now are to, you know, get that clinic up 
up and going and practicing and then eventually be able to console others. Um, so really my specialty being, you know, mindset, emotions, and then his being breath and movement is how can we help others who maybe have also gone through this and really spread the word that way. I'm going to, I'm going to connect you with Dr. Lona Cook. Mm. She, she is actually out of Wisconsin also, but I think she's on the other side. She's near uh, Chippewa Falls. Okay. But she's into, into the, the scope, but she's got a mind just like yours. And I think if nothing else, you guys can be friends. But uh, but like I said, you guys are in the, in the same scope. She was on my show a couple of times if you want to uh, you know, scope her out first. But uh, yeah, she she's in, in the chiropractic. She's she just asked me to, to speak. Uh, she's doing an event with other chiropractors, and she wants me to speak about uh, storytelling. You mm. know, so I just think think that you that you two can network and that's somehow. <laughs> so I'll make the connection, and you guys go go from from there and see where it leads. Yeah, but um, that'd but be yes. great. <laughs> Yeah. So what? So like, what do you what do you see? So like, what's your what's your vision for this new business? Oh, this vision. Hmm. Good question. Because that's been part of like the in the middle is I felt as if I had this big grand vision, and then like, well, it's going to take time, and then God's like, nope, here we're going to do it now. Um. So we're waiting. <laughs> we're we're in a season of our waiting from from God of like, okay, what are we doing next? What does, where does he need us? How do we best serve his people? Uh, but really it's to create community. So our mission is to create community built upon strong family units bonded through Jesus Christ. And that's, that's our mission of our, our clinic is, you know, building a community where we can empower individuals to take charge of their health, to make those changes, uh, to, you know, really also empower moms as well is the big thing too, because who makes most of the health decisions in the household work? It's, it's mom. Um, you know, mom's the one who's taking the kiddos to the appointments and things like that. And how do we create that safe healing environment for people to come to? Because studies have shown actually our nervous system in order for us to create relationships to also for healing, we need to be in a safe environment um, that's why sometimes talk therapy can be very effective for people who've experienced PTSD is they need to have a safe connection with their therapist, um, or in a social group. So, you know, how do we create that community for others so that they can come and really start, you know, start going into that healing process again, because the body has it, the body's going to in innately look for it. That's what God's given us. And so how do we just help facilitate that? Yeah, see, I think I think we can have a conversation here too, because like now I'm no said said you know I'm no therapist or anything, yeah. but I have 47 years of life experience, and so what I started like I started a program called Speak About Yourself Out Loud, and it's yeah. helping people that maybe don't want to go to therapy but they need someone to talk to, yeah. and so I went through and believe it or not I took the principles that I use to help people lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I took those same principles, tweaked some of the wording, and I created a four-module program to help people ex express their story. Yeah, you know, you know, and it's and I put a couple people through it, and like there was one, what one man? He's sixty years old. He lost his mother thirty-five years ago, and mm -hmm. was just having trouble processing it. And mm -hmm. I always use the whole "it's not about you" mentality. Like your life is bigger than you. If you're only mm -hmm. worried about you you know, you're, you're completely putting a ceiling over your head. 
I said, but once you make it beyond you and you can use your experiences or whatever it is that you went through, you can extract the teachable moments and then help someone else. Now it's bigger than just you. So Mm -hmm. as I was going through the process with him and now he's already a speaker, he has his own podcast, but he he just didn't know how to integrate that part into his podcast. And I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. that's a major part of your story. Major Mm -hmm. part. Like Mm -hmm. I talk about the passing of my dad all the time, but I don't do it from a, I'm sad he's gone place. I -hmm. do it from, I'm glad I had him for 45 years place. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so, so I switched it into gratitude, made it not about me. And now when I talk about his passing it inspires other people. So if someone's hurting from the loss of a parent, you know, mm-hmm. hearing, hearing my story in that manner could shift their thinking a little, which will in turn help them heal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not bad for a college dropout, huh? <laughs> no, not bad at all. <laughs> and as I said, it's really healing. Um, you know, there's, there are many forms of it in different types. It's, you know, again, it's going to find what works for you. There's a time and a place for everything. Um, you know, like if you, if you were in an emergency and you're in a car accident, uh, don't come to me because I'm not going to be able to, to help you, uh, go, go to the emergency room and we'll kind of, we'll, you know, then kind of work from there is make sure your house is not on fire first. Um, you know, sort of thing. But again, your body, it's going to subconsciously know to move you towards healing. And so if you find yourself in that step of your journey of like, why am I here? What is the purpose of this? It may be, you know, kind of check in with yourself, process what your body's feeling and saying, okay, this is why you need to be here. And then go for it. You know, that's what, that's what you're being told and what you're being pulled to. It's probably spiritly leading you perhaps at that point, Um, you know, go for that. Love it. All right. So where, where did your love of working with children come from? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I'm the oldest of five. So the youngest in my family, he's a he's a teenager in high school. I would I would definitely say that. But I think it actually came from actually my own um, my own background and my own journey. So I at how old was I? I was young. I, I remember that I was young when I first became pregnant and that pregnancy did not survive. And so, yes. And, you know, the really kind of like, you know, fueled me to look at, okay, pregnancy, children, pediatrics. Um, but really what it came down to again was when my classmate said, well, again, pediatrics is the purest form of chiropractic can get. I was like, oh, I want to learn about that and see it's, you know, a, having that ability if someone presents their child or even during their pregnancy, because I've taken care of mothers during their pregnancy and is one of the highest honors I can have is taking care of someone during the pregnancy. And then they bring in their child and they say, here, would yeah. you please check my child? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's really setting up that individual for their best possible life. And that's what chiropractic gets to offer and provide is, you know, let's make sure that you're set up that your that your children and are set up for their best possible health and their life and really create this strong foundation now for everything else to be bridged off of. Love that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have to ask this question just because it's a real question. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel when people say chiropractors are not real doctors? Ooh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> I would say um, good. I'm glad I'm not. Um, what you consider as your classic 
real doctor. I think they may be cl- comparing us to uh, like an MD or a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where their go-to is going to be prescription meds because that's what they got in their toolbox. You know, that's what they're taught and that's what they have in their toolbox. And again, it's, there's a time and place for everything. Um, yeah. But really, I'm like, okay, good. I'm not the real doctor. Your body is. God's the healer. I'm just helping open that up. So perfect. You're in the right place. Um, I <laughs> have to do my, my drop, right? <laughs> I have, like, sure, I have the extensive knowledge. I understand the way the body works. I understand the physiology. I understand the neurology. Uh, but let's not forget the spiritual aspect of our healing journey. And again, that's the healing ability. It's, it's within you. So I just help bring that up. Nice. Yeah. So usually people that say stuff like that, they have no PhD whatsoever. So, so like, I would always say, what kind of doctor are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you can't knock somebody. If they earn the right to be called doctor, they're a real doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't I, like as an athlete, I don't like golf, but I respect golf. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't like water polo, but I respect water polo. Like to, to be mm-hmm. any, any mm-hmm. type of high level athlete, you got to put in work yes. and to, to earn the title of doctor in front of your name. I'm sorry, but that requires respect, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I was, I was just, just curious. Cause like, I hear that. I don't say I hear it a lot, but I've heard it enough in my, in my days just to, to ask the question, just to get your response to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. So I think it's disrespectful anyways. But. <laughs> all right. So we got, what do we got? Got a few more minutes here. All right. So what, what is something about, about chiropractic that you don't think a lot of people know, but they should know? Oh gosh, there's so much. I can jump into this one. Um, pediatric is great for kids and for pregnancy. Not a lot of people realize that they're like, what? And I'm like, yes, it's like peanut butter and jelly. They go hand in hand. Um, so, you know, if you have questions on that, you can definitely reach out to me. There's also a lot of great resources in there. Um, pedia- you know, and chiropractic, it's not for pain. It's for, it's for life. It is for wellness. It's, it's more than that. I would say definitely is yes, you do have your, your doctors who, um, you know, they're going to help you get out of your pain, which is all great and fantastic, but I'm going to look at function of your nervous system. And I want to look at your quality of life. I want to see exactly what's going on and get to the root cause here and really help empower you to be your best health advocate. Um, so really a word that I've learned, and I've learned this through the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. So again, my, my experience with pediatrics, it's called uh, salutogenesis. And salute, so what chiropractic really does is this salutogenesis. And what salutogenesis is, is the sense of coherence one has in their life. And that means their sense of control that they have in their life. Mm-hmm. And so does this individual feel empowered to take charge of their health, to take charge of their thoughts, to make the changes, um, to take the next leap? And so that's really what I'm focusing on chiropractically. It's, it's that larger picture again. Mm-hmm. All right. Another question. So say someone hurts their wrist. Mm. And the doctor says, don't work out for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So like when people come to me or if it happens to one of my clients, I'm like, okay, so I interpret that as we can't stress your wrist for six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's got nothing to do with the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are your thoughts on that? Mm. 
I would say again, time and place is where let's let's be smart about what we do. And you know, if you've strained your wrist and you broke it, and you're like, I'm gonna go for planks and push-ups. Okay, maybe well, not. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe, not the, maybe not the best thing. Uh, but we we still have the ability to walk. We still have the ability to run. We still have the ability to do other things. Um, so you know, definitely we can do that. But also too is like we need to be mindful of, okay, what is our body telling us that we need? You know, is this injury from a lifting injury? Is this from a break? Is this a sprain? Because if it's a lifting injury, then this tells me that there's other things going on biomechanically, maybe functionally that mm. might need assessing in your life. Um, if it's a fracture, yeah, that's going to take time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bone is bone is going to take time, uh, take time to, to heal that. But, you know, it's like, what, why did your injury result? What happened from that? Can we definitely keep moving forward? Yes. Let's take a pause and let's kind of reflect on what exactly happened. All right. So another question. So do you see people, right? Because mind you, I'm 47, right? So uh -huh. even even though I'm an athlete, even though I'm fit, you can't beat father time. So mm. do you get do you get people who get hurt from doing nothing? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean just sitting on the couch, like um, you know, not being active? Like yes. one of my one of my early thirty somethings the other day was like, oh, getting old is stupid. I was doing X Y Z and I hurt my shoulder. I said, stop right there, stop right there. I said, if you know what hurt you, you are not old. <laughs> and then, then when you just stretch and something pops, that's different. <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. I've had that happen. Like, what is wrong with my back? Like, I, I didn't even mm -hmm. do anything. I just woke up and like hunched over. Mm. So I, I've heard this before. So most injuries don't just happen overnight. They happen mm -hmm. over time. Um, yeah. Again, we talked about, you know, the small traumas. So it's like small traumas of how we, you know, ergonomically, how are we sitting? Um, how is our posture? How are we holding ourselves? Um, what kind of stressors have we ever, you know, undergone throughout our life? Are there things we're not addressing that should be addressed? Because eventually our body's going to tell us and it communicates to us through signs and symptoms. But usually at that point, this tells me that there's been a level of dysfunction that's been going on for so long and it hasn't been addressed that the body's like, okay, now I'm going to get your attention and I'm going to make <laughs> you listen to me. And this is how I'm going to do it. Um, so this tells me that this is something that's happened even back further than maybe this particular 30 year old. Okay. So I'm going to start asking questions of like, what was your birth like? You know, do you, do you know, did, you know, did your mom ever talk to you about that? Um, you know, what happened to you as a child? What, what sort of stressful events did you have in your life? And then I can really start unpacking the layers and really taking a look at their health and be like, okay, so this has been years and years of accumulation. And this just happens to be today, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, even in on the weight loss side of things, same thing. Because you usually it's something something that happened. One of the biggest ones I hear is divorce. You know, usually, mm -hmm. you know, divorces are messy, and you know, mm -hmm. people turn to food for comfort, and mm -hmm. then it gets out of control. Then they come to see me, and like we were saying earlier about getting to to the root cause, I find once you tap into that root cause, mm -hmm. people are more likely to see the program through. Yes. But it, it's, it's the ones that are very vague with me on the surface. I'm like, look, mm -hmm. you got to be honest with me. It's like, you know, people don't just gain 40 pounds. So it's like, mm -hmm. what what happened, you know, in your in your life? And the ones that get vulnerable, some, sometimes they end up in tears. But those are the mm -hmm. ones that really take the bull by the horns and get going. Just like you were saying earlier, the healing is from within. Yes. You know, so if you're mm -hmm. still holding on to that trauma, 
it's mm-hmm. it's going to show up in your day-to-day actions and then you're going to mm-hmm. end up right back where you were in the first place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So is it trauma-fueled or spirit-led? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have your your handles up here on the board. Anywhere, anywhere else yes. people can get in touch with you? Um, no, they can get a touch in me on Instagram at Bright Spines, uh, Facebook or Dr. Katie. You can follow my page there. Um, learn some information about chiropractic. Again, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, if you have any questions on those resources I gave you, let me know. I'm more than happy to share those. All right. Okay. This is, this is your moment. Give us the final word. The word? Well, I would say the bird is the word. Um, <laughs> the word. Oh, goodness. Well, final, final thoughts, final thoughts. thoughts. The final thoughts I would give would be to really, you you know, I would say that your body is the healer. Um, You know, God's the healer, but your body does have the innate ability to heal itself. And so let's start taking a look at that and let's start honoring our bodies and that process and really tuning in, tuning in and listening to, okay, what is my body needing right now? What is my spirit needing right now? Because it will lead you in the, into the correct direction. Perfect. 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 All right. Dr. Katie, thank you very much for joining. You're welcome. Sharing your expertise. So I will get back to you about doing one of my panels because I think you can definitely add add a lot of value there. And, and I'm serious, too, about talking about the, the epigenetics. Like, I'm very, oh, yeah. very fascinated by that. Because, you know, I kind of had my own theories, but, you know, you have the actual education to go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so we, we can expand on that. Because, like, I know a good amount, but I, I don't step too far outside of my scope. But that's, mm-hmm. why I, that's why I bring in experts who can fill in the gaps that I can't fill in, so... Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much for all that. I learned, learned quite, quite a bit. I wrote down, down the resources. And um, if you want to get on some more shows, I have a bunch of podcast friends I can connect you with. That'd be awesome. All right. Yeah. So just uh, send me a friend request on Facebook, just uh, Robert B. Foster, and you'll, you'll see my shining face. <laughs> and then uh, I'll make the connections via Messenger. Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. You have yourself a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Right. That was Dr. Katie dropping some knowledge. So learned learned a lot of good stuff in this one. So if you happen to tune in late, make sure you go back and watch it from the beginning, get her backstory and find out why she's doing what she's doing. And, you know, there's a lot of actionable things that you that you can do that she shared in this episode. So that's all I got for you for today. Tomorrow, we have all-star panel number four with... Diane Strand, she's a TV producer out in California. We got Rita, who's a podcast host. She was actually on my show earlier in the year. We have Sheva. She was my second guest ever on Shut Up and Grind. We have Adam, who's been on the show twice. We have Marilyn, who was just on the show a couple days ago. And then we have Joey, who was on a couple weeks ago. And we're going to be talking about how to manifest what you want in 2022. So that is tomorrow from 11 till about 12.15 or so. And I'm sure that we're going to see Dr. Katie on a future panel. So you guys have yourselves a great day and goodbye. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time. 